All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Friday, March 24th. F it, it's a Rafi. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, just want to get a medical update from you. You are still battling the DCEU flu caused by the opening weekend of Shazam Fury the Gods. Is that correct? How is your DCEU flu doing at the moment? It's doing better. I'm not 100%, obviously, you can tell by my voice. But uh, as we were saying earlier in the previous episode, the only cure for DCEU flu is original IP and successful original IP. And it looks like this weekend, we've got John Wick 4, which we know it's a franchise now, huh? Huh? But at some point, it was original IP. And these preview numbers that just came in, these estimated preview numbers we got on deadline, they're really giving me a burst of wellness. Great. So just the estimated John Wick preview numbers are helping you. So you didn't see, though, you didn't go see Jesus Revolution this week. You didn't see Cocaine Bear. That You didn't take any of those prescriptions. You've just been waiting it out at home until John Wick comes along. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is it's really the numbers that are helpful. Okay. Got it. You know, Got it. I think Got this it. 8 million, which is a record for the John Wicks, uh, we know this movie already is supposed to do leaps and bounds over any previous John Wick movies. But the fact that if these eight million previews stand up, it's it's looking like a big weekend and it's looking like a healthy weekend for me and the box office. Great, great. Well, it's great to see the numbers ticking up, to see your vitals ticking up. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that your your. uh biology and your body is now so linked to the box office to the point where bad box office makes you sick and good box office could make you healthy that mm-hmm. that is great to see you are you are fully morphing into almost a new kind of organism into oh, a, yeah. a bo boy both in mind body and spirit and oh, that's yeah. that's huge it's huge for the show it's huge for you it's huge for humanity i love it well, Pat, let's get into this. John mm-hmm. Wick 4. Yes. This is a movie that was supposed to come out. How, how many years ago was this supposed to come out against Matrix Revolution? So I think at one point, I think the earliest it was supposed to come out was they were both going to come out facing each other in May 2021. I think okay. that was the original uh the original release date for both of those movies there was this bizarre sort of standoff a a a Oppenheimer versus Barbie type day where two Keanu Reeves movies were scheduled against each other and I'm I'm I do believe it was going to no no I think May 2020 that's 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 what it was it was going to be May 2020 both right because matrix ended up coming out in december 2021 yes john wick 4 and the matrix 4 were both scheduled to come out in may 2020 and of course uh that did not happen um due to whatever we forget at this point but uh yeah john wick 4 
is finally coming out. It's the fourth movie in the super successful Keanu Reeves is a hitman who retires and goes back into business because someone kills his dog. This is the fourth movie that has resulted from the initial event of his dog being killed. It has been just nonstop for John Wick since that moment. Well, um, and it speaks it speaks to the strength of Keanu Reeves as a star and an action star, mm-hmm. and especially as this character that people like us who 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 have very zero uh care for dogs are still able to get behind this gentleman in all of his violence i yes. mean it just speaks to the wide range of people who uh, love this character yes yes the fact that you and i root for john wick and not for the bad guys who got rid of a messy, annoying dog that poops on your floor and and kills your schedule. Yeah. We support John Wick and said, exactly. Keanu Reeves is that empathetic and that likable. I mean, this is going to be huge. Um, if we look at the history, let's take a look at the history of the John Wick franchise because it is an incredible box office history. The first movie opened up to only $14 million, legged out to $43 million. So really great multiplier, three and a half or so. You know, not a historic multiplier. That's one of those movies that did well, and then people loved it when it hit cable and, you know, still the DVD market. But the big jumps are the opening weekends of the sequel. So that first one in 2014 did $14 million. Clayton, the second movie in 2017 did $30 million. So basically, the box office doubled. Mm -hmm. The opening weekend doubled. And then the third movie in 2019, Parabellum, did $56 million, which is about a 90% increase from the second movie. I mean, this these are incredible multipliers from sequel to sequel. You know, this is like... If the Austin Powers one to the Austin Powers, the spy who shagged me situation just kept happening for all of the Austin Powers movies, where as if they kept doubling over and over and over again, you know, that's not what happened with Austin Powers as much as that is a great franchise. The John Wick movies just keep doubling their opening weekends. Yeah. It's incredible. And the thing that, I mean, listen, we're just speculating from what we're seeing here with four, that usually these sort of franchises peak in the third one. Now, right. we, you know, Fast and Furious is a, is a franchise that didn't do that. You know, there's franchises that don't go by that, but mm. usually by the fourth one, there's fatigue, there's diminishing returns. But the thing about this franchise is that I feel like there's been long enough between the third one and this one that their anticipation has built to a fever pitch, right? Mm-hmm. 2019 was Parabellum, which was the th- chapter three. And yes. that movie did Bafa Bobo, as we see. I mean, it was an unprecedented year, 2019. Yeah. But... Now I feel like 
this is counter-programming to the crappy superhero movies. And, and I don't want to continue to bag on the superhero movies. I don't want to give superhero movies more shine because we want to talk about this amazing franchise, John Wick. Right. But I do think with the move away from dork culture, mm-hmm. like this franchise still has elements of, you know, there's world building and there's things like that, that it's not just your regular run-of-the-mill sort of like boneheaded Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. No offense to Jean-Claude Van Damme, but you know what I mean? There's there's right. things going on in this that add to it for certain right. people. That, there's dork appeal. There's dork appeal, but there's also that sort of like old-fashioned kick-ass of appeal of, you know, your Ham and Eggers and your Joe right. Lunchpails and your Susie Crocheters who really just right. want to see some action, right? And right. I think... They, I think, was it Mendelssohn who was saying he might have tweeted this, or I don't even know if he, maybe he was even telling us this personally, that with like Creed three and John Wick four and some of these franchises that people know are going to be good, they're going to go to the theater to see them because they they believe they're going to be great. Yes, And that seems such like a basic concept, like create a franchise that's quality and people will come, but it's so much harder to actually do. Right. And, right. and Creed has done it and it looks like John Wick has done it. Now we're counting our eggs a little before they're hatched here. I mean, it's right. tracking on, on box office uh, pro they're saying anywhere from like 63 to 84 on this opening. Uh-huh. Which, which at this point that feels low to me what um, feels low well, i mean 60s feels low definitely but you think 60 feel, 80s feel low no i guess the high i guess what i'm saying is like i'm very much on the high end of this and i think it could go higher than the high end of the expected i mean that's a wide wide birth there that's yeah. a wide prediction I guess I'm um, sorry. It's 67 to 82 is what the actual is, but I mean that's okay, still so wide. It's still wide. a little bit, but still, but still wide. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I think Mendelssohn nailed it. Uh, if that was indeed Scott Mendelssohn who told that to us, but the the quality or the perceived quality of these movies is huge, and we're not critics, huh? Critics aren't everything, huh? huh? But I do think for these movies, unlike with superhero movies. The the good reviews really matter because people want real movies out of these non superhero big budget movies, you know, and I think not to give all credit to Maverick, but Maverick was pivotal in making people think these type of movies would be quality. These type of movies would be worth their money. And I do think even John Wick Chapter four benefits from Maverick being a great movie that is beloved that brought a lot of people back to the box office, brought a lot of adults back and brought people's expectations for what big budget movies could be mm-hmm. back. I think John Wick 4 benefits from everything that Maverick did a year ago, you know, and Creed 3 got to benefit from that. John Wick 4 is going to benefit from that this weekend. Of course, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 yeah, is going to yeah. benefit from that in May. But I think the 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 fact that people have higher expectations now is great for a movie like John Wick 4 mm-hmm. and bad for these 
MCU and DC movies because now they cannot meet those expectations. But John Wick 4 can. I mean, the the critical reviews for John Wick 4, uh, it was over 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it may even be higher at the point that this movie opens. And again, critics aren't the be-all, end-all. But I do think a movie like this, it helps when it's getting rave reviews. Mm-hmm. And some of the reviews you're seeing are... This is the best action movie I've ever seen. You know, I'm looking at some reviews where that's right, what's in the headline, and that's what matters. You know, Mm -hmm. people might not even be reading these reviews, but when they see it's a thumbs up, you know, or it's a a fresh, no one should be using thumbs up. But when they see it's a fresh and the headline says this is a great action movie, that's all they need. Mm -hmm. They don't have to read past that. Um, so I, yeah, I think perceived quality is a big reason why John wick is going to open bigger than the franchise ever has. And I think open on the high end of the weekend and Clint, can I throw out one more thing? Something that box office pro mentioned in their predictions. And I think this could be huge. You know, we had the tragedy of actor Lance Reddick passed away young about a week ago. He's been in all of these John Wick movies. Mm -hmm. He plays the hotel concierge. He's just a great presence in these movies. He takes part of the action side by side with Keanu. People really like this actor and this character. He passed away. He's in this movie. You know, this could be a fast seven situation. Obviously his star power is not at the, his character is not in the same spot that you had the Fast and Furious movies in when they had their tragedy, but I do think there could be something to people wanting to see this character for the last time. There's there there'll be some sentimentality that the John Wick movies, you know, typically don't have. Yeah, I mean, I don't buy that at all. No offense okay. to Lance Reddick who by all accounts, you know, from all the tweets seemed like a great individual. Mm-hmm. He was very good in these movies. This isn't a Paul Walker situation here. Okay. Anybody who cares about Lance Reddick in these films is going to see this movie no matter what. There, there's nobody who was like, well, you know, I wasn't going to see this and now I'm seeing it because he died. That's not that. I don't think that's going to get, audiences who are not going to see this movie see this movie okay he's he's just it's it's not a big enough this sounds horrible because of course this is a human being with a family that you know our condolences to them obviously yes obviously but what happened with paul walker happened way before the movie it was it was such a freak accident there were so many things that added to, you know, the movie wasn't finished and they had to do all these things that people had to could spot like, oh, that was his brother being a double. That was like a body, you know, like they used a, a CGI for this. There were so many elements to that that put that over the top that I don't think this is equivocal at all in any way. Okay. All right, so then moving on, I mean, I think the main thing is the 
quality of it, the perceived quality, the uh, the fact that it's been a while. You know, the last one of these movies was in what year? 2019. So it's been four years. People have gotten a chance to miss this franchise. And Keanu, you know, I think last thing I'll put in there for this opening weekend is Keanu's star has not diminished. No one cared about Matrix 4 not doing well at the box office. It was, you know, day and date Warner Brothers mess back in 2021. Keanu is as liked as ever. He's still like giving his seat up on the subway, on social media, and doing all the kinds of things that people love him for. And he had, I think, since the last John Wick, he had the new Bill and Ted movie that went into PBOD in the pandemic year, and everyone loved that movie. People love this guy more and more the older he gets. Yeah. So it makes sense that his John Wick box office only increases because he's just more loved now than he was four years ago. Yeah, uh, Matrix Revolutions. I mean, he's so bulletproof that he got accolades for going along with it. Yes. And people were saying, oh, he's such a nice guy to do this multi-million dollar movie. That's a sequel mm-hmm. to the some of the biggest movies ever. And sort of, you know, not bulking at how horrible it was. I think that got him a lot of points. Yes. Now, yes. there are defenders of that movie and Keanu may be one of them. But the perception is that that movie was a disaster on every level. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that that never slipped through past his lips, that's class. And he's one of those guys like Tom Cruise that, you know, now he is a heartland guy. He's a guy that your middle America uh, fans look at and they say, ah, it's a good dude. He likes right. motorcycles. He seems right. like he is, you know, respectful. I mean, these are things, these are qualities that a regular person is going to look at and say, I'm going to support this person, you know? Right, right. He's liked by all, and that is what you want to be as a movie star. So, Clayton, why don't we hold our official number predictions until we each give our top fives? How's that as a little tease? That sounds good. Um, So before we do that, we just want to have one quick convo about some news for theatrical which i think is great we'll see if you agree but a few outlets including variety and bloomberg are reporting that apple is planning to invest a billion dollars per year is this per year per year a billion per year to produce and distribute films not on apple tv only but in movie theaters. Apple's going to spend a billion a year to put movies in movie theaters. Amazon has already committed to making 12 to 15 new movies that will play theatrically every year. I mean, I think this is great, great news. It's another player in theatrical. It's more product in theatrical. I am excited at what Apple and Amazon are announcing. Well, are you are you through the moon? Does this help your DCEU flu? Just this news that there will be more big movies in theaters. Are you feeling stronger? 
I think this is another this is another example of are we so cynical that we're celebrating no-brainers? It's as if they just rediscovered that theatrical is the best commercial for their streaming services. When evidence has always been theatrical first, then the next stage, which used to be DVD and home video. And they tried it, you know, with iTunes and all that stuff or whatever, you know, rentals, digital rentals. You know, this is just another downstream thing. That, like, that's what people have to realize. And they're realizing it, right? They're realizing that if you have a big, huge movie in theaters, people will go to where it lands next. And it feels to me like somebody's trying to reinvent the wheel and say, oh, hey, we figured it out. And it's like the wheel already existed. So you're just going back to the way it always should have been. And I know the pandemic was uh, a time where people were thinking, oh, what are these different business models? How can we do this? Can we do these big movies that are just at home? Do people want to stay home? And we're seeing that people don't want to stay home, obviously, 70 plus million dollars worth of people are going to go see John Wick this weekend, right? So people don't want to stay home. I feel like this is a no-brainer and I'm not going to celebrate companies for not being stupid. Well, I will. Um let me ask you this and you answer this in good news or bad news. Is this news good news or bad news for theatrical? Oh, it's good news for theatrical, absolutely. Anytime Great. somebody's not stupid, it's good news for theatrical. But there is something to... It's not a no-brainer for a company to fully get into the movie business. Because it's not like Nike should also be a movie studio. Or Cheerios also be a movie studio. You know, Apple makes billions on just selling flimsy plastic boxes that we put in our pockets. And Amazon makes billions just running toilet paper across the country in their trucks. So them getting into the theatrical movie business and producing a Martin Scorsese movie and putting it in 3,000 theaters and you know, making a billion dollars worth of movies every year is something that wasn't a no-brainer for them to pivot to necessarily. Obviously, they've already gotten into the entertainment business. They have streaming services. But I think it's just good news that another two giant companies will be making big-budget movies for theaters because also, hopefully, what this does is spur on the existing movie studios, your Warner Brothers, your Paramounts, which is already doing this, your Lionsgate, your Universals, to keep making movies in movie theaters. They can't fall into, we're just going to put stuff on our streaming services. They now have more competitors in the theatrical. So, I, I mean, I'm coming at it from a point of view of, this is good, obviously, all big companies have whatever their their things that we should dislike them for and 
maybe we look at this as a no-brainer if you're in the entertainment business, but Apple could have kept selling just plastic boxes and Amazon but, but could have kept ship just has distributing sailed. toilet paper. But they're making movies in movie theaters. I think this is such a net positive and it's going to be something that spurs the other studios to to also put movies in movie theaters. They, uh, they already are. All those other studios already are. The only idiots not doing it is Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. That's the only one. Everybody else does, is doing it. And so the does thing is, Netflix like, look dumber than I mean, at this point, yeah, Netflix let me throw looks this really to you. stupid. Yes, they look they are the dumbest of all of them. They look so can, incredibly dumb. Can Netflix sustain or whether looking this dumb at this point, the fact that Apple and Amazon are going to be full on in the theatrical movie business and Universal, Warner Brothers, Paramount, they're already fully back in. They're going to try their hardest. Netflix is going to just keep making terrible movies that go straight to Netflix. Do you think there's any chance that this spurs them to finally wake up, Netflix people, wake up? No. Will Apple and Amazon do that? No. It's so funny because it's like, just to my point, right. Apple and Amazon realize that their streaming services are worthless unless they have theatrical uh, product where that can land, right? That is their own, right? That's the thing, is that the Apple... And Amazon aren't doing this to be altruistic when it comes to theatrical. They're doing it because they know that if they're going to actually keep going with what they're doing, they need theatrical, right? This isn't like altruism. This is actual No facts. one's saying it's altruism. Yes. This is actual I'm facts, not arguing right? it's. I'm not arguing this is charity so, they're doing. Yeah, Pat, they could just shutter everything and say, well, we're not going theatrical and we're just going to lose money on Apple TV and lose money on Amazon Prime Video forever because we are kajillionaires. They could absolutely right. do that. But there's people that are in charge of those things, that are entertainment people that want to be viable. So that's why they're doing this, okay? Because they're right. saying, hey, look at everybody else. We can't be like Netflix, who is going to die on the vine with their crappy reality shows and their terrible-looking mockbuster movies mm -hmm. because they refuse to play ball with theatrical, Right. Netflix is MySpace. Um, I mean, we'll see. We'll see. It's possible. I just think that, yes, I'm not arguing this is altruism, but, and it, we think it's a smart move. Obviously, it's never a sure thing to be a movie studio, to start a theatrical movie studio, because as much as it makes sense, get that box office money, all these movies can still bomb. I mean, they have to make good movies that work. You know, you can't just turn a light on. We make movies in theaters now and the money rolls in. So oh, they're yeah. going to have to be a successful movie studio. They're going to have to make movies that people want to see. So it's not a slam doink. No. You know, Apple could make 10 movies in the next two years that all bomb. And so could Amazon. And they've got to make it work. I think I'm just excited at the prospect that they're going to make these movies and potentially these movies are going to be hits 
and there'll be more movies and movie theaters, which the theaters need. I guess what I'm saying is I, again, want to extend the carrot and not the stick. You know, I'm all I about the say, stick, baby. You I'm all about the stick. stick. I love the stick. Some so they I'll do turn the carrot into a stick. I'll you'll take use that the carrot in places where it, it you yeah. You might as well be. I'll whap someone on the nose with the carrot. So you can't even give me the carrot because I'll make it the stick. See, and I would take the stick and I would season it and I would bake it and I would turn it into the most edible stick possible. Mm-hmm. So that they say, you know what? I'm glad you gave me this stick because it tastes pretty good. That's the way I would go. I agree with you, Pat. This isn't a slam doink in the sense that now everything's going to be roses, right? Because they, right. you're right. They have to make the product. I think Apple has a good head start. They've got the next Scorsese movie. It's got Leo in it. The, yep. the biggest star next to Joker. Yeah. Uh, I think this movie is going to really, if it's released well, if it's marketed well, is going to do very well with yep. uh every market yes yes yeah killers of the flower moon could be a pretty big hit because listen late stage scorsese especially he's a box office star his i mean name scorsese, means something yes his name means something leo is obviously the biggest star who's not named joker and you know that movie is about a you know it's a procedural set i think in the old west it feels like it's got a lot of uh yellowstone ish type elements to it i don't think think it's gonna play old west necessarily i think what it's the 20s or something like the modern west yeah yes but um i don't have any faith in amazon and we had this conversation this argument well they just they just put out creed they already have a hit there and how and how much credit how much credit did i give them for that zero well just because that's MGM. Sure, it's a subsidiary of Amazon. That's but they their have studio. their own that's people where Amazon in power is, there that know that how to actually Amazon. run a movie studio. Those are sure. not Amazon and, people. And Amazon may be using them. MGM is probably going to be a major arm of Amazon releases. Good, they're an the, Amazon property. That's they're the, not. They're not Charmin, where they d- are distributed through Amazon. They are. They are Amazon's movie studio. So that's what we're talking about when we say Amazon's going to release 12 to 15 movies a year is probably the MGM executives are going to be greenlighting those movies. Pat, I'm that's tell Amazon. You what, all yes. of this Amazon talk is making me sick. So that is I, not a good sign for Amazon. My body it, is rejecting Amazon, right? It's it's so interesting that your body is rejecting positive theatrical box office news. I mean, I think there are still tweaks to be made in the lab to your genetics because your body should be responding positively to billions of dollars a year being spent putting movies in movie theaters. Yes, this should be helping I you. Feel good about MGM, MGM, right, Amazon. yes, an being Amazon part studio. Of that. MGM, yes. yes, okay, yes, yes, MGM and Amazon Studio, definitely. Do you think? Do you think New Line Cinema exists separately of Warner Brothers? When they slap like New Line Cinema on a, you know, Lord of the Rings movie that'll come out in I five think... years, and you're going to say, oh, Warner Brothers gets no credit for that because I saw the New Line Cinema logo 
uh, play at the top of it. It's not I just because New Line Cinema originally owned that IP. Completely different. It's the same thing. It's a studio owned by the studio. Yeah, and there's people. It's in like place. saying Fox Searchlight has nothing to do with Fox. It's it's, it's the same completely company. different. They all use it... the same bathrooms. <coughs> same cafeteria. Look what you're doing to me. Let me same talk. Cafeteria. Let me speak. Let me speak. Let me speak. 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 Before I cannot speak, let me speak. Mm-hmm. The difference is, Amazon is not known for entertainment. Okay, the way Warner Brothers is. The way that all these other studios are that have other arms, they are in the entertainment business. Amazon is barely in the entertainment business, okay? They bungled it before, right? MGM, they bought them. That was smart because there's people at MGM that know what they're doing, okay? Mm-hmm. That's the difference here is that, yeah, New Line, I understand that they – they have to answer to Warner Brothers, but there's people at New Line that know what they're doing and know the kind of pictures they put out. That's what I'm saying is that the difference is Amazon is a toilet paper company, right? They sell it's toilet not, paper, no. but they don't make toilet paper. But what they I'm saying movies. is that they distribute their middleman for toilet paper, okay? And they're all of a sudden like, hey, let's make content. And that's fine. That's fine. But they did not know how to make movies, okay? They did not know how to do theatrical. Now with MGM, they're getting a little bit of a tutorial on how to do it. And hopefully their Amazon films or Amazon pictures or whatever, they will learn from MGM and they will put out decent films. I don't believe that that's going to happen, but it's possible well, they just put out Creed 3, and I think did. when Amazon puts out Creed 4, it'll be another big hit. So, very exciting If that news. stupid book opens up before Creed 4, I ain't seeing it. Yeah, you're, you, I you've see got lion very roaring. particular I want to see that morals. lion roaring. Right, right. Which the lion is, of course, a subsidiary of Amazon. Listen, I'm not against Amazon. I just ordered toothpaste from them the other day. Just I a should, single, I, I a single tube of toothpaste. Yeah, because everything's locked up. Have you tried to buy toothpaste at a at a uh, Dwayne Reed recently? I have not. No. There's three locks on it. You got to have three different people turn locks at the mm-hmm. same time, like mm-hmm. it's a goddamn idol. All right, so let's just quickly touch on some emails that we got. I'm going to read a prediction. From our good friend Danny, the host and creator of I Screen, You Scream for number, number four. four movies. Uh, so Danny writes, Sup, Pat and Clay, real quick from all the buzz and reception, John Wick 4 is getting, especially the franchise hasn't been dead, and how movies like Top Gun and other non-superhero films brought that age back, I totally sense John Wick 4 is going to bring a franchise record opening weekend. And my prediction is it is going to reach 77 million. And by the time you guys read it, I'll already be watching the movie by then. Thanks for reading, boys. Danny. Wow. Huge news. Danny is probably seeing this on the Thursday night preview. That is awesome. And that shows the strength of this movie with young people. 
And one more I'll just give from another one of our youth correspondents, Austin. He sent us an email, thoughts on John Wick 4. Um, Wanted to send a quick email to show my appreciation and a quick thought on how I think John Wick 4 will go. I am so, so excited to see how this one performs. The marketplace is in such good shape right now. It feels like this is poised to overperform in a huge way. Tweets aren't ticks, of course, but I have seen nonstop tweets from reputable critics and fans who have seen it, and they are all spectacular. I've seen the phrase, one of the best action movies of all time, used on more than one occasion. And it's that sort of sentiment that really propels a film like this into the zeitgeist. Uh, if it's one thing Twitter is still good for, it's hyping movies like this. And then Austin says, this feels like an R-rated version of Top Gun Maverick incoming. That's how positive the buzz feels right now. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Good for Lionsgate, who's having an incredible 2023. Uh, so then Danny, uh, I'm sorry, Austin says, I know most projections are putting this one around 70 to 75, but this feels like a bad boys three situation here. Um, do, do, do the marketplace feels even better now than it did in winter 19 and 2020, just in my opinion. So this is, I think a great comp that we could go into our predictions with is that Austin is saying this feels like a Bad Boys 3 situation. Of course, famously in January 2020, Bad Boys 3 had an amazing opening weekend. And uh, let's see right here. It opened to $62 million yeah, in the three-day. So and uh, it opened to $73 million in the four-day. But I think what he's getting at when he calls this a Bad Boys 3 situation is that it's the type of movie that's going to rise and rise as the weekend goes along. Mm -hmm. That's what I think a, a smart analyst like Austin is saying. And I think that is very apt. We could see John Wick 4's numbers. The estimates on Saturday morning are going to be way lower than the estimates on Sunday morning and the actuals on Monday. What, I think what, that is a fair. What was thought. Austin's number? Did he give a number? Let's see. Uh, Austin's number is I'm going to go really big and say 84 million for the weekend. I love wow. That. that is Austin's number. All right, Clayton, let's get into it. Let us give our top fives and our, our estimates for John Wick four. Would you like to go first? Yes, I will go first. Um, I agree with Austin. I think he's tapped in. I think he knows what he's talking about. I too feel <clears throat> part of me like this is a bad boys three situation. It is such a shame that Will Smith torpedoed his career because we could be talking about bad boys as a similar franchise to Creed mm -hmm. and John Wick. But unfortunately, mm -hmm. that's not the case here. John Wick chapter four, I think, is going to open in the 80s. I'm going to say $82 million. Wow. Number one, $82 million. Number two, Shazam Fury of the Gods is going to be number two. I think it is going to drop over 60 for sure, mm -hmm. but it's still going to do enough to beat out number three, which will be Scream 6. Mm -hmm. Then we're going to have Creed 3, which, hmm, look at that distributor, MGM. It says MGM here. That's interesting. It doesn't right, say Amazon. The studio yep. says MGM. Okay. And then I'm going to say 65 
is going to beat out Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania mm-hmm. for the number five spot. I love it. So I'm going to go number one is going to be John Wick Chapter 4, and I think it's hitting $90 million. $90 million. The, the, the sequels for these movies almost double every time. The last movie did 56. I don't think this is going to make 112 million opening no. weekend, but F it. It's a, it's a live stream. It's a, it's a raw feed. I'm going $90 million. Number that. two, I'm going scream six. I think Shazam fury. The gods is going to drop and make about $10 million. I think scream six is going to make around 12 or 13 and be number two. So number two, scream six, number three, Shazam fury, the gods, number four, Creed three. And then number five, 65, I agree. So the only reason I would push back on your Shazam losing to Scream is that Shazam really is the only kids movie. It's the only alternative to a lot of adult film here. Creed mm-hmm. 3, Scream 6, John Wick is going to eat up that that group, right? And I think Shazam is the only thing that could be, other than Jesus Revolution, or champions, the only other thing that is different than those pretty violent adult movies. Right. No, I get that. I think, though, this weekend, the kids are just going to stay home, play Mario Brothers, play Mario Kart, and get themselves ready for the Mario Brothers movie in a few weeks. Okay. The adults are taking over the theaters this weekend. And the kids are getting themselves ready for Mario and Shazam is going to drop like a boulder. So we'll see on Monday. Listen, that's what's great about our show is that then we get to come back on Monday morning and find out what happened. Yeah. And it's very exciting. So email us, everyone, at the Podcast at gmail.com. We love reading your emails, your predictions, your boots on the ground reporting the bo boys podcast at gmail.com watch us on youtube like and subscribe i'm pointing down that is where the like and subscribe buttons are smash those buttons smash 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 on youtube we are youtubers give us a five-star review on apple podcasts it's huge it helps other people find the bo boys which is more important in these times than it ever has been before because box office is back. So give us a five-star review on Apple podcasts, follow us on social media. Want to be intern, Christopher killing it on Twitter. So follow us, follow him at the BO boys pod on Twitter. Lots of audiograms and video clips there. And that is all I got for you, Clayton. I mean, just follow us everywhere across all platforms. Yes. And uh, I don't think there's anything left to say, Pat. No. Except until next time. We'll, we'll smell you at the, the box. box. Oh. Nailed it, nailed it.